0: Welcome to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share eye-opening experiences that help them and can help all of us shift focus, gain perspective, and see ourselves, our world and our place in it in a whole new way. I'm your host, Kit McCarty, and today's guest is Izzy Reed, creator and owner of Black Cat Artisans, specializing in eclectic artistic expressions, including drawings and animations, creative storytelling, and one-of-a-kind handmade gifts, crafts, accessories, and apparel. Izzy, it's a joy to have you on our show today. Hi, how's it it's going? Going great. Happy to be. So glad to have you here, Izzy. I see you as an intuitive, incredibly self-aware, creative brave, resilient, generous, and kind person. How would you like our audience to see you?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. It's, it's open to interpretation, but generally in a positive light. A positive light is always good.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, what, what our audience wants to know is who are you? What, what things define you? What are you excited about?
1: Uh, I'm excited about three things in life uh first is going to be stories the things we pass on from one generation to the next so folklore written word the things that we like to tell other people stories the next is food the things we share around a table because food is the building box of life and you know if you are what you eat you want to eat the good stuff so food food And the last thing, the last thing is games. The things we spend our leisure time doing. The things that we do together as a community. Games like sports, board games, trivia games, Dungeons and Dragons, to name a few.
0: Well, that's so fun, and and I see a theme happening through here um, that... stories often happen in the process. Um, They're created and they're told and they're retold as people gather to share food and meals together or while you're playing board games. I think some of my favorite memories growing up are times when the family would get together at the lake and play cards around the table and there would be so much talking and laughing and smack talk. Not only were we sharing our stories, but we were creating our stories and that's just so significant. Can you tell me uh, one of the reasons why storying is so important to you.
1: I feel like stories, uh, which started as Tales We Tell Our Children, are based in uh, truths that are easily told through the works of fiction or metaphors or similes. They're teachings, uh, intelligence, and things that we want to pass on to help better the next generation. They're also things that provide us with an outlet um, because the world is often harsh. The, the world can be full of harsh things. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So uh, stories give us a chance to kind of step back and look at it through a lens um, that is more palatable than some of the harsh things that can be found in life.
0: I think that's a great uh A great example of why stories are so important. Do you have a story that maybe you could share with our audience that um, maybe that moment when you realize the power of stories and uh, how they could redirect your thinking and um, shape your view and encourage or inspire you, or perhaps even give you a warning? Have you got a story to share?
1: Not so much a story, but more of an archetype archetypes okay. of um the hero overcoming great challenges this is most evident in classics like the odyssey or the iliad where the hero is faced with many challenges in which he has to overcome usually 3 to 5 is the obvious kind of repertoire of the story foundation i guess um but it's the someone going through hard times and realizing not only during those hard times that they can succeed but they will succeed and then even at the end of those trials, when they either fail or succeed, there's still a way that they can come back. Um, but nowadays, stories are taking more of a turn where they race more realism, and I think that's our drive to just kind of reimmerse ourselves in the purpose of telling stories. They're not only an escape, but an illusion to real life. And I like stories that are plausible, but have that little bit of "huh" to them.
0: Well, that's what I was just going to ask you. Do you prefer fictional stories or real account stories? And you've kind of answered that. I think a lot of uh, the fictional stories, as you've mentioned, are drawn from real life circumstances and are embellished. And I think that most really good storytellers also are really good embellishers. They have a wonderful way of drawing out um, details from circumstances or the personalities that they're talking about and helping us identify with them and relate to them by embellishing or exaggerating certain aspects of those characteristics in order to um, open our eyes and capture our attention and and fuel our imagination and help us relate to those characters.
1: I also feel that you're right on on those things, but the embellishes also give us not only a glimpse into the story that the person is trying to tell but also look into the person themselves the things they choose to make important in their story reflect their views on what is important to be taken from the story Uh, for example romeo and juliet has been told so many times in so many different ways so has the stories of the greek gods uh, one of my favorites the rape of persephone where hades takes her into the underworld to be his bride um, has been interpreted in so many different ways throughout um, classical and modern literature that it is interesting to see in which ways the author decides to take the story in which um, instances and events within the story they choose to make the focus.
0: I absolutely agree. And I also see that uh, in the way that the news media plays out today. Somebody has to make a decision about what stories people hear, uh, what angle these stories are coming from, what emotions um, or actions uh, they want to elicit from the people who are listening or viewing. Um, And so I think that it's very important, not only for a storyteller, to be able to unfold a story, unpack a story in such a way that it expresses their own thoughts and ideas but it also meets the needs of the people that they're hoping uh, to engage with
1: yes and on that note i do tend to agree but i also like to encourage people to look at the story from many different angles to talk to your friends about the story to uh, converse about it because stories are the focal point of our history as humans not all word was written Mm -hmm. i mean If it was, every cave in the world would have paintings all over it with the (laughs) the literature that humans have written. The way we communicate and talk to each other and teach each other is through stories. And it is the folklore from cultures all over the world, uh, Japanese, Nordic, Irish, Native American, you name it, that have transcended generations with or without being written down. It wasn't until um, recent years, hundreds of years, that German folklore wasn't even written down properly and collected into a tome until the Brothers Grimm collected it in their first series of writings.
0: I think that's so important. And I think that, uh, especially before recorded history, this was a great way for people to share family traditions, uh, family values um to inspire the generations to come and uh and it is interesting how each culture has stories that not only uh tell about uh, that particular culture but it's interesting how they uh are very similar to each other even though they don't share cultures that certain themes and certain scenarios seem to replicate themselves across yeah, ethnic lines yeah and so i think that that's so interesting um and and I love that uh, so many of the movies that are being done today, especially like by Disney or something, they're recapturing stories. Uh, Frozen is a former Hans Christian Andersen tale, and the story about Rapunzel and Tangled is a is an old uh, fairy tale. And so many of those things have been appreciated for their original value, and then retold to a modern day audience. And and there's something beautiful about capturing a story and and introducing it to an audience, a whole new audience, and a fresh new way
1: yes and it, it proves that certain morals withstand the the time that they were written to the time they are now and that's why classics are classics not everybody can appreciate them in their original works but it is through the interpretation of other authors where we gain our love and understanding for these classics and then that encourages us to go back and read the original writings even though they're harder to comprehend just based on the languages and the translations that they were written in. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to our um, Disney illustration too, I think that when a story is told really well, it doesn't matter whether it's Mulan in China or uh, Pocahontas in Native North America or... Um, Moana in the Polynesian Moana, cultures. Exactly. Um, that that when a story is told really well, people of various ethnicities, Geographies, experiences, ages, languages can really connect to a story and not only learn something more about them, about the world, but learn something more about the people in it and even themselves.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, And I think that is the human element that storytellers bring to their pieces. Because in our core, we are all humans and we all crave that camaraderie, that fellowship, and stories help provide an outlet for the need to be understood by our fellow man.
0: Izzy, thank you so much for uh, those insights. We're going to take a break right now, and we'll be back in just a moment. Continue our conversation. Hey, friends. We're so glad you're with us today. If this is your first glance at Now I See... I hope you're catching the vision of what we're all about, engagement, education, and elevation. I hope you also find this highly entertaining. If so, be sure to tell your friends to join us each week as we bring you fresh stories on a variety of topics. Please rate and review this podcast so that others can find us too. I hope you caught the passion and conviction of educational consultant and advocate Linda Whitman who told us about the inequities in Texas public school classrooms and what she is doing about it. Coming up next, police chaplain Glenn Cato gives us an insider look at law enforcement and the compelling reasons he became a leader in crisis response. Thanks for listening. Now back to our show featuring Izzy Reed and the art of storytelling. Okay, thanks for uh, listening, and we are back to continue our conversation about how stories impact us. We left off kind of with the idea about a hero and a val- villain, about good and evil, um, and we noticed that those themes uh, makes for some of the best storytelling.
1: Well, the 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 thing about classical literature, and I say classical in the sense. As having the hero and the villain archetype, because more recent stories have had a relatable villain, a villain who thinks he's doing good, um, but from the perspective our, of our antagonist is not, uh, because they either haven't looked at the full picture or stuff like that. So they're relatable villains, whereas classical literature has a clear this is the hero who stands for good and this is the villain who stands for bad. In um, that archetype, that- uh, we see a lot of uh, camaraderie because we want to all gather together to defeat this certain archetype of evil, which you can see throughout the human history. Whenever people rally together against an uprising, you can see this in France when they beheaded their kings and queens or um, in the world wars when we rallied against the Nazi regime. Um, it was always this group versus the other group, which led to a camaraderie like in America during the wars. um all of production and stuff came up uh, as a uh, because of that. So there, there was more economy. It got us out of our recession. And um, But in today's literature, you see a relatable bad guy because I think the stories that we're telling now is we don't want to fight each other anymore. We're, we want to be more empathetic. We want to understand more. And that is more uh, relatable to the movements of the LGBT community. And the Black Lives Matter community, we want to have common ground to stand on because we are all humans, and we don't want a bad guy to fight.
0: I think it also speaks to the fact that people in modern society um, realize that there is more than one way to look at a situation, um, or there is more than one possible outcome or solution, um, and. So I think that that's it's an interesting shift in the storytelling as well as in culture. Of course, a, a good story reflects the culture that it's in, um, and so I think that that's a really keen observation that you've made about uh, the anti-hero and the role that they play in stories today. Um, I think it is important too, and and the older I get, the more I realize that uh, things that. I used to know as facts are now being called into question because I didn't know all of the facts. And once we have, um, and I'm thinking of classic stories like Maleficent or, um, oh gosh, I, yes, go ahead uh, no,
1: I, can, I can agree with your sentiment because folklore, original folklore, the story uh, that we're familiar with sleeping beauty, Goldilocks and the three bears were told in communities where people seldom traveled beyond their, their community, their town, uh, because it wasn't as easy to do as it is now, where we can get in a car, which it takes 30 minutes to drive. What? Uh, 30 miles, whereas it used to take people days on horse to travel 30 miles, because they'd have to stop, water their horse, stop and rest, and all that other stuff. So, um, our... And the internet. The internet brings to our fingertips information from all over the world. If I wanted to right now, I could look up Japanese literature translated by my Google internet so that I can read it.
0: Yes, I think that that's so interesting. Um, and I think that it's interesting too um, when we think about the story's ability not only to describe an incident that happened or to portray um, maybe relational conflict and how it was resolved. But a story has a power to teach us things. Um, and I'm invoking Aesop's fables and, um, and, and those stories have a certain way of carrying traditional and age-old values and truths forward into new generations. And as with every new generation, they question and they uh, want a better understanding of how things have been done and maybe why uh, the results that came from the things that were done May or may not have worked for those societies, and to ask questions and see if things can be done in new ways. And so we see a recreation of fables, but we still see that same element being carried through stories that stories have the power to teach.
1: I agree with stories having the power to teach because it is a common idiom to say that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And mm-hmm. storytelling and the art of sharing our experiences through storytelling is a good way of saying this is what happened to me may you mm-hmm. learn from this and move forward mm-hmm.
0: i think that's the power of the movements like the l, uh, l- LGBT. lgbt that's the one and uh, blm is as we've of people who have um felt uh, unseen and unheard or marginalized in some ways and then we connect their stories to a face real person that really lends power to that story that it's not just something made up this is a real story this is the way this person sees the world and interprets the world and that everyone wants to be seen and everybody wants to be heard and so i think that's what gives power to these movements is when people share their stories
1: yep the relatability the the need for community the need for fellowship the need to be with your fellow man and to be understood by your fellow man as somebody who grew up with a very limited grasp of English because I had trouble putting sentences together in my brain and making myself understood I know that it's difficult trying to explain yourself if you lack the skills to do so and sometimes I was able to find a way to tell people what I wanted to tell them through telling stories yes metaphors
0: yes um very often that needs to be done in fact often when I'm going can you give me an example of the, uh, the point that you're trying to make? And it's the story, not necessarily the principle that drives the idea home.
1: Uh, I'll simplify it even further. Not just a story, but a metaphor. Metaphors give us a relatable point when trying to explain complicated things. So if I was trying to say that this person looked out of place, insecure, uneasy, I could say in the South, a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Whereas if I go to New York, New York City, they might not understand that metaphor because they've never seen a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. In which case I would change up the metaphor to say that pedestrian looked way more nervous than he needed to be crossing the street at rush hour.
0: Exactly. And I think that that's the power of storytelling is knowing your audience. Um, So that they have the ability to relate and to see things through your eyes as you try to explain uh, the characters and the environment and and the decisions that are made and the struggle they're up against. So, yeah, knowing your audience, I think, is a huge part of storytelling.
1: Yes, I, I would agree. Knowing who you're trying to reach is a very good place to have your mind in when you're writing a story or an essay or an email knowing who you're talking to always helps with communication because then you have that repertoire but stories also give us this other side of repertoire where you're trying to build it up like say you've never met this person and you 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 want to connect with them stories and uh shared experiences like hey i grew up uh in a small urban city oh so did i what what was your favorite thing about growing up in an urban city and that starts the repertoire that sharing of stories and a familiarity
0: Yes, um, I think that everybody needs a place of connection. Otherwise, storytelling fails. Um, And and the importance of storytelling, I think, is kind of bridge building, too. Because even if you're speaking to somebody who has no concept of what you've been through or the struggles that you face or the uh, challenges that you've overcome, a good story at some point will build a bridge of connection so that people can better understand as you flesh out the details of, of the story itself.
1: And in addition to that, uh, stories often empower us to believe more in ourselves, because we believe as our fellow man, as equals, if you can do it, maybe I too have the ability to do similar acts and feats of strength or resolve or um, resilience that you do.
0: I love that you see stories as more than just entertainment. And some stories, that is their goal. Um, I'm thinking as specifically of jokes um, and, you know, just uh, comedic routines, you know, where comedians are telling a story primarily for the point of uh, getting a laugh. But I think that so often stories can encourage and inspire uh, change, uh, change us, impact us, can motivate us to be our best selves and to push us on to greater feats of courage or kindness or whatever stories can also serve as a warning and i think that that's so useful too a lot a lot of the stories that i had growing up um were things like don't do that you'll poke your eyes out or you know uh, and then i would hear a story about somebody who got their eyes poked out and so i think that stories can be used in a multitude of ways to not only to entertain but to encourage to inspire and to warn
1: well even in an entertaining standpoint entertainment is a communal thing it, and it helps build revelry build optimism and camaraderie when morale is low it's it's very hard and so storytelling just for the sake of entertainment is also building bonds with your fellow man because it means i care enough about you that i want you to feel better and so one of the ways i want to do that is through something we've always done is tell stories and in this story I hope by the end of it, you'll be laughing right along with me.
0: So there are so many stories out in the world. You can just go to a library and walk through and see so many different books, more than you could possibly read in a lifetime. I know uh, through audiobooks now and digital books, that we can put our hands on so many stories, more than we could possibly ever entertain. Do you really believe that there, that each story is unique, or do you think there are some elements that make for good storytelling that there are certain things that typically occur in a story that make them so appealing to us
1: there there are a lot of stories and more than even the ones you listed i believe not only are there stories in written word but everybody who has lived has a story i think so too and so uh in that respect yes each story is unique because each person is an individual and each person has their own perspective Uh, Even two twins that grew up together, went to the same school, had the same friends, and all the same life experiences may perceive their entire lives completely differently just because on the things that they like or they dislike. So even identicals. But the saying that each story is unique does not mean that they do not share common elements. And that's the part of community. It's those common elements that make those stories relatable, that make those stories important. Because not only does it highlight those differences between the individual of the story and the teller and the, the listener, but it also, like we were talking about, builds those bridges. So, yes, they are unique, but it's their commonalities that really help bring the story to life and make them important.
0: I think so, too, because everybody whoever has walked the planet has lost someone or something that to them. Everyone who's walked the planet has been betrayed uh, by somebody they trusted. Everybody has a thing that they're afraid of. Everyone has a hope or a dream. And so I think that when stories talk about those things, it makes it very easy to relate to. And it really helps us draw into a story and into someone else's experience.
1: Yeah. Empathy, uh, emotions, those strong connections that we bring into it really give that impact.
0: I agree. Well, as we wrap up our time today, is there one thing that you hope our listeners will see more clearly as a result of the conversation?
1: The one thing I would like to say is don't just look for stories in books or on the internet or in media, movies, shows, look for stories in each other. Some of the best stories are told when face to face. I love stories that are told by my parents, my siblings, Uh, My grandparents' stories from when they grew up, there is so much that we can learn from each other's stories and interfacing with each other that is very important, I think.
0: I would agree. Izzy, thank you for sharing your story with us today. If you enjoyed our show today, please tell your friends. Like and subscribe so you'll receive future notifications when our next shows become available. Visit our website, nis.media, for show notes, bonus content, contact information for our special guests, and access to their products and ours. Or perhaps you'd like to leave a comment, a perspective on our show today, or share an eye-opening experience of your own. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's NIS.media. Special thanks to our technical director, Jim Wilson. Music by Rebecca Salazar. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. I look forward to seeing you again soon.